0: yes the past was great right like last year and the beginning of this year was awesome and and we're so we, we we were so excited and you know um our path was amazing um but today the reality is the reality and we need to face that reality we can't and we can't face that reality by looking backwards by looking at yesterday we have to live in today 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 is hard and today does it have the same opportunities that, that yesterday had? But if we keep focusing on the opportunities of yesterday, we're going to miss the opportunities of today. And being hopeful for, for being hopeful for tomorrow means knowing that whatever happens today, whatever happens yesterday, our future is bright. Tomorrow is going to be great because we're going to make it through this and we're going to be better for it. <laughs> Hey, everybody, this is Gil, Dan, Manny, Josh, and this is the Bench Players Podcast brought to you by the Sandoval Agency. Hey, everybody, welcome to the final, final, final episode of the Bench Players podcast for 2020. The topic mm-hmm. of this podcast is adapting to change. And I can't think of a better topic for 2020. If 2020 can encompass anything, it is adapting, change, pivoting, whatever you want to call it. So let's get into it. So if, if we've learned anything this year, it is the importance, the necessity, the Oh, man, just the crucialness of pivoting, of change, of adapting. I think this year forced all of us, every single one of us to adapt, to pivot, to change. And I would argue and I would even be as bold as to say that we are better for it. Do you agree?
1: Yes. <laughs> um yes i i think we're better for it but i mean obviously there's a lot of misfortunes and sad things that come with it you know but um yeah i feel like some of the best lessons are in adversity and, and in the struggle for sure uh, so yeah I, I would agree with that
0: yeah um so this is the last episode of this year and i am if If I'm grateful for anything, it is definitely the fact that we are number one still in business, which is, to be honest, anybody, anybody listening to this, anybody that has a business, any entrepreneur, any freelancer, um, anyone that is listening to this and has made it through this year and is continuing to push forward, Kudos. You should pat yourself on the back. Congratulations. You have done it. You've done a great, a great job this year. Through all the failure, through all of the the trial and error, you have made it through probably the hardest time for our generation in business. You've made it through one of the hardest times that we have ever had as uh, as a country, as as an economy, as businesses, whatever you want to call it. Um, you've made it through some something that a lot of people did not make it through. Um, and your business has made it, and you should be proud of yourself. You should pat yourself on the back. You. Have I think
1: to the, the the side. the struggle too that I think a lot of people uh, maybe we don't completely understand is the struggle isn't just externally with the economy, but there's an internal struggle with um, the lack of uh, human interaction, the lack Mm. of ability to travel um, a lot of the emotional uh, state. Yeah. um, And I think that impacts, you know, when you talked about Gil, like uh, what is something you're grateful? Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely grateful to be in business, but I think for me personally, it's the, the hope, and the, I guess somehow the, the positivity, and I don't say that loosely in a like high in the, what is it, pie in the sky kind of thing. I mean, more in the sense that I have this thought that hope is a strategy. Mm. Hope isn't a wishy-washy, wishful thing. It's a strategic thinking, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard to have that, again, if, if home-based, right? Like the business can't operate if you can't operate personally. If yeah. your family isn't operating well, if you're not operating personally, if you're not taking care of yourself health-wise, everything externally is going to eventually crumble. So I think that the battle, the struggle of 2020 was, you know, twofold, externally and internally. And uh, and to your point, I think, uh, I hope that saying that what is it, uh, these things can only make you stronger. And uh, yeah, yeah, I I feel like it's definitely deep in uh, our roots. You know, I think we've had to dig deep, find strength where we didn't know it existed. And also to find hope in places we never thought that it could be. Yep. And uh, it's, yeah.
0: You know, um, we we obviously adapted and we obviously um, took on some, some new mantras for this year and doubled down on some ways of thinking that normally we wouldn't have for any other year or any other time. But for this year and this specific to get us through this time, we did. And I think to your point, there is a massive mental aspect to this year and to everything that that you go through. I think you I think mentally and emotionally you have to be in the right place and you have to be able to focus because in in business in general but especially during a time like this, distraction is your enemy,
1: right? Yeah. Like, and I know Dan's, you know, which she's actually on this Zoom call hopefully, she'll make it on the screen. Oh, by say the way,
0: by hi, the Danielle. way, yeah, say hi dance. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. Great so, job on this. By but, the way, we are on the Zoom call. This the final episode of twenty twenty is via Zoom using the technology available. Um because um
1: why? Why are we on Zoom? We we couldn't go to the studio to record oh, it. That's so. right. That's right. Yeah. Gil, but even like j- jumping into even what's in Denzel's notes, um, with adaptability, you know what I mean? Like, what does that even mean? And secondly, check this out. Like, we talked about externally and internally. Adaptability, I think it's, it, has to, it has to start up here in your mind, right? Yeah. You personally, and then it it, it it takes form externally. You know, you can adapt, and we can change things in the business, but if we don't own it, if we don't follow through, if our leadership doesn't follow through, and we can't get that, uh, I guess, uh, alignment with everybody, then it's just a policy change, but no one's really embracing it. So I think adaptability, the biggest, hardest struggle is owning it personally first. The fact that, um, you know, adaptability, I mean, I I haven't looked at what Google says it means, but I'm assuming it's, you know, uh, changing the plan, you know, uh, uh, changing the plan towards a course that uh, can better meet the need or solution that, that you're looking for, I guess. But I think the struggle in it all is that to adapt, sometimes you have to lose sometimes it's not necessarily about winning you know I know we talked about this on our first episode right like right now it's not about just crushing it right now it's about surviving to a certain extent and, and I don't think survival is necessarily a, a negative i mean oh, obviously but it's is positive yeah is, is, is survival a negative for someone that can't serve publicly anymore no like to me that to me that's courage that to me that's opportunity because imagine i think it's easy for someone who works in digital to say oh well adapt <laughs> but imagine if you can't actually serve customers in a restaurant or yeah. a music venue you know what i mean it's a different it's a, it's a different uh animal there
0: for sure so adaptability uh is the quality of being able to adjust to new conditions Oof. i like That's... the fact that it says the quality of being able to adjust I...
1: to new conditions I like the new conditions line. <laughs> That's my favorite part of that.
0: And I think, it is a, it, I think it's a great quality. Um, and it's something that was tested in us for sure. And I'm sure 2021 will also test us in that, in that regard as well, because things are still changing. This thing isn't completely done yet. And tw- nobody knows what 2021 is going to bring to us. So I think the the mentality and the the what we tra- take from 2020 and what we take from the lessons that we've learned is that Being able to adapt and pivot is crucial. And what that what that means is not really making a decision, right, making decisions. And one of the things that we did this year from the onset was we're going to make decisions. We need to choose a direction and we need to keep moving forward. We move left, right, whatever, wherever we go, we have to keep moving because if we stay still, we're going to die. We're going to be done. So we have to keep moving and we we can't overly judge ourselves based on the decisions that we made yesterday all we can do is take the knowledge and the information that we have from yesterday to aid us and to help us in making better decisions today um i think i think every day that's what we did right we we kept making decisions and the honest truth trans fully transparent we made some bad decisions we we made some tough decisions and we made some decisions that 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 uh maybe we shouldn't have made we decided to do things that maybe could have been done differently, but we kept moving forward and we kept learning. And um, I think that's the biggest thing that to be honest, as professionals and as as a business and entrepreneurs, I think that's one of the things that I'm most proud of from, from this year is our ability to adapt and to change. And to be honest, if you guys haven't noticed, I am very proud of us. I am very proud of us as a business. I'm very proud of us as a company, as a team, I also think that this year proved to us, Horace's theory, that culture eats strategy for breakfast, right? The culture that we've spent years establishing and, and working on and building and cultivating, I think that's what helped us get through this, this time when strategy went right out the window.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when when it, the plan like-
0: went right out the window.
1: Let's, let's jump in specifically and let's go around all of us. Like, let's talk about if maybe each one of us can reference one thing we did to adapt and one thing we did wrong. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: I'll, I'll start first so that way and, and then I'm going to uh, tag you, Joshua. get your answer ready, dude. Um, I think one thing we did to adapt was to take decisions on a day-to-day basis. Um, man, we used to plan, you know, we were thinking two, three years, which, you know, it's, it's thinking long-term. I'm very long-term minded. I think something Gil really introduced was being really realistic about the present. And I hate that. Yeah. You know? I, hate, I hated uh, it too. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, you just dealt, dealt with it better than me. So I think that has been a skill set that's benefited us a lot. It's like, dude, day to day to everything, every freaking penny counts, you know what I mean? Every it, it's, you know, it's funny in, in, in those hard times is when you really start counting everything. Yeah. And, you know, we found so many things that, wow, we didn't need this or excess and, and things from like software, or little tiny things that, you know, you just, you know, five, $10 things and they recurve, you know, year after year, they compound, but day-to-day decisions, uh, day-to-day thinking, you know, short-term in, in, a, in a positive way, you know, you're always thinking long-term, but short-term um, being realistic because things, things would change on a weekly basis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, things that I feel like um, maybe um, from my personal opinion, we, we could have done better or, or whatever it was, I think we underestimated what the long term effects could have been, even though we couldn't have predicted that. Yeah. Yet, I will pat ourselves on the back because when the first wave of COVID happened, you know, th- I th- things were still going really, really well. So we, which we still knew that we couldn't just, you know, depend on that. But um, I think thinking about, uh, I guess I, I read a book once, uh, one of our clients' book, but it basically talked about in your mind playing this worst case scenario, not for the sake of like scaring yourself, but just really thinking about what the worst case scenario could be and just thinking, what would you do then? It's really just an exercise, but I think we all thought this was going to be a month or less. So Mm -hmm. uh, I would say that what what, Josh, what is your, uh, what was a a good adaptability
2: thing that we did and what's something negative or something you thought we could have done better? Yeah. I mean, um, just speaking for myself, something that was different that we, that I had to adapt to and kind of, uh, uh, I guess, make a change within my team was more of like, uh, really was a team member, like empowerment, you know, uh, giving them that, uh, that responsibility, the accountability, giving, empowering them to really uh, take their tasks and project on uh, full head without me having to really, I guess, be involved as much, you know, whereas before in or, office, or
0: super supervised, right? Like not, uh, not,
2: I would, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say, say supervised. Um It was just more of like, before I felt like I carried a lot of the weight on my shoulders. It was like, I was uh, unintentionally putting myself in the way, in the sense, like I. Yeah. Just adapting as far as giving them the responsibility and letting them make the creative decisions. And then from there I can kind of, insert myself and say hey what if we tried this what if we did this a little bit different but that way it it gave um you know our team members that that sense of confidence and and just the feeling of empowerment that they can make choices themselves not that they're they're just a machine they're a robot at the computer doing exactly what i tell them to do you know i yeah that's kind of how it was in the past where like i envisioned something i was like hey i think i I like this idea let's do this instead of like i like this when i adapted during this 2020 it was like Bring your best idea, you know. Bring your best idea. What I want to see what you can do first, and then if it's if it, you know if it's great off the bat, there's no changes. If it's um, if I see your your idea, and then I'm like, hey, I think I I guess I, I would get inspired or influenced by their their thoughts and their and their creative ideas, and then I will uh, tweak it slightly to kind of uh, be on brand, uh, whether it's agency or uh, campaign related. stuff. Yeah. And then uh, something you feel we could have done better. Yeah, I guess for me, it's just always, always just being more vocal. Honestly, what I what I could have done better is just always being more vocal. Uh, really, kind of continuing to reach out more check ins, like kind of like uh, not even work related, just more personal one on one check ins of mental, emotional state, kind of things like that. You know, because um, everyone is is different. Everyone's created differently. Uh, some people can really. Uh, withhold a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions. Uh, and some people are very vocal about it and out and outpouring with that. So I think something that I could have done better as far as just, just being more conscious of people's emotional state, uh, mental stability, their health, yeah, things like that, whether it's not, it's work related or not, you know, uh, yeah. just being, you know, being more intentional kind of relational within the team members and be like, Hey, are you doing okay? Do you, uh, do you need a break? Are you overwhelmed, et cetera? You know, yeah. Because uh, I, I, I'm just the way I am personally. Just, I'm more reserved. I'm kind of like the lone lone wolf kind of person. Like I, I kind of stay in my lane. I don't. I don't like to like get in the way. I don't. Uh, I don't even open up too much about my uh, emotional or mental state. So uh,
0: you're the, you're the tin man.
2: Yeah. So kind of me just being more vocal and intentional about uh, yeah. the relationships within the team.
1: And that's a real thing, man. I I think, by the way, I struggle with that too. I'm obviously a a chatterbox, but like, I um I didn't realize how hard it is for people, you know, um, until I started realizing how hard it got for me to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think I think that relatability is hard to to kind of understand if people don't share it. Yeah. But um, I think it's a real thing, and I I feel really sad if, if for those organizations or leaderships or groups or whatever collaborations where you know you don't start off a meeting and just say hey how are you doing you know and yeah. as i always say the follow-up question is, i'm all right and like well just all right like do the follow-up because the truth is like it's it's pretty you're dealing with either your extended family personal or business or even just just the the way things have extended far past what we wanted it to you know um, but anyways yeah dude that's that's really good stuff man dan what about you
3: i think it it It's a lot, you know, that, that you had to, we had to adapt to at least in the animation team, because animation is more wider than people think, you know, it's not just drawing, it's not just kinetic text, there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, And in our team, at least, I feel like we're really close. So it would be easy for me when we are in the office to be turn around and be like, hey, change this, or I don't like the, add some easy ease or remove the opacity or do something different or, hey, try this one and just point at the screen. And I agree with Josh a little bit when it comes to like letting go. And I think it's the removing yourself from 100% of the process and allowing somebody and that does empower them to be like, okay, yeah, I, I'll do this and try this because I think because I feel like it is kind of subjective at sometimes when it comes to quality because you know what I mean somebody might think this is awesome somebody else might think this is garbage so I think allowing somebody to, to do their 100% and then be like oh yeah I like that or why did you do this not just oh let's change that or I think this It's more why did you do it and figuring out the why and I think that that like this whole adjusting to communicating through zoom more extensively or through slack allowed at least the animation team to be more communicative and allowing to for them to or for me to ask those questions and for them to answer them um interestingly enough it has torn down a lot of walls for us putting up this wall of like not being able to physically interact with each other has actually torn down a lot of walls where we've been able to communicate a lot more now and um I feel like that was the hugest thing we had to adapt to was the communication part of it um, because we were so like, you know, it was so easy back, in uh, back when we were in the office and stuff. and Now it's like, okay, we have to kind of go the extra mile. You kind of have to push yourself yeah. to talk more, to express more, to kind of read people's faces on these screens and just be like, you didn't, it seems like you didn't like what I said or, or I could tell you reacted Weird to this person said it's interesting, it's different, Mm -hmm. but it it has definitely been like a learning thing. And now I feel like now that we have adapted to it, I kind of want to take that back when everything goes back to normal and use that what we've learned to like Mm -hmm. better ourselves because I feel like it has it has actually helped the animation team move forward,
0: and all all of our teams, really.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think something I would have done. Like what was the the second one? Yeah,
1: we're done differently. Yeah, or maybe yeah, something doing, I
3: would have yeah. done differently would would have been to um, basically start it sooner because I felt like in the beginning it was very like oh we'll just go about it as if we're in the office and that that led to so many speed bumps that were unnecessary uh, as opposed to if I would have started okay let's do daily Zoom meetings in the morning that is a huge thing. When I do a Zoom meeting with my team, I don't even start talking about work till probably 20 minutes after the Zoom meeting because Mm -hmm. we're just talking about how was your day? And it's like the mundane little things. It's funny. Little things can like turn into conversations and then you it grows and it grows. And then by the time you're done, you're like, I feel like connected to you now because we talked about your day. We talked about how your dog took a piss on the carpet. We talked about how your dad upset you or how you didn't like how that tasted or Stuff like that, just little things, and that connects people, you know what I mean? Being real about it and not just saying, okay, guys, this is what we got to do today. I can relate to the dog pissing on the carpet, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude, you know, it's interesting
1: that, like, what you both mentioned and what, you know, we're pulling away from a communication standpoint is that the scenario has had to build trust, or uh, what's the opposite of trust? Uh, distrust. I hope so, um, because if you don't buy into it, then it's the opposite. So we had to give something a try and, and and adapt to that, and the results are are beautiful. And I think I think a fault of say anyone who's hiring someone or a business owner is that we want that we want to know that that person is in love with your company, the work or whatever. The funny part is that I think I think more than time than not they already are, but they just want to be appreciated as people not for just the work that they do so when you talk about the 20 minutes of just catching up that that's basically it's a given we like what we do you know especially if if it's on the on the start of the company and and, and the mission divisions like do we you know we do work that we're proud of yada 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 so yeah of course we we do that but we're also people so it sounds like that's that's a that's a really big takeaway what about you Gil? what's the
0: um you know we, Something positive, or some a good example of us adapting right off the bat when we realized. Um, I remember the conversation I had with Angela when all this happened, and I remember saying, "We're gonna, we're gonna go digitally. Everyone, this is going to happen. We need to, we need to, we need to figure out a system for to set our team to succeed because we've always thrived on our interaction, on being in the same room, on the energy that we have. So. I think Angela and I spent a whole day trying to figure out which platform was better, how we were going to structure our meetings, what were the, you know, what what were the pros and cons um, of everything, how we were going to do this. Mainly Angela, more Angela than myself, but um, I think we, at least we tried as hard as we could to be one step ahead of the curve at all times. We we wanted to to look at what could potentially happen tomorrow. And plan for the worst case scenario hope for the best but plan for the worst case scenario um and i think that that really as hard as this year was it really helped us a lot and it really saved us a lot i think the fact that we our culture and our team was able to thrive during a time like this speaks to our team it speaks to them it speaks to the fact that we are we're blessed with some freaking great people you know like we're we're blessed with some some pretty awesome people and to be honest like we to some degree chose these people and being able to be on a team with people like that that take on challenges like 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 this and look at what we've had to go through and then take that and see it as a challenge and see it as how are we going to grow from this it's been super super cool to see um, so right off the bat, what we did was we changed the way that we communicate. We had to, right? I think every everyone did via Zoom call. It's very different to to dance point. It's very different to communicate via Zoom call. It's not the same thing. The energy is different. The 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 um, the the atmosphere is obviously different. There is always these mental nuances. There's always these emotional nuances because people we're, we're losing loved ones. We are surrounded by. All of this political crap, we're just constantly bombarded by distraction in the media and in culture and, and, and life. So how do we remain focused? And I think our approach, our our pivot early on was to remain grateful. And I feel like we pushed this the narrative of we should be grateful that we have each other, that we have work, that we have. X, Y, and Z, and I think that really kind of grounded us. It grounded us in the reality and the facts of um, we're in this together, and we should be grateful for one another. And let's let's keep our heads down and keep moving forward. Something that I would have done differently is, um, as you guys know, I have. uh, um, I don't know if it's because of me being the oldest or or what, but I do have a, a savior complex. I have this need that I. I feel like I need to save people or save everyone. And it's really to my own detriment most of the time. I thought I had that stuff under control. You know what I mean? <laughs> and this year kind of showed me that I I did not. So I had to go through some mental and emotional breakdowns early this year, realizing that I can't save anything. I can't save anyone. I I can I can do the best that I can. And I need to be okay with that. I need to be okay realizing that we're not gonna win every battle. We're not going to mm. save everything. We're not gonna save everyone. We're going to lose some, but I need to keep trying and I need to do my best. And really it's what it's what we preach to our team, right? It's not about being perfect. It's about doing your best. And if you can do your best today, and if today you're better than you were yesterday, then you're on, you're on the right track. And your job is to be better tomorrow than you were today. So that was very difficult for me, like uh, having to drink my own Kool-Aid in that sense because i i was very hard on myself as you guys know i felt like this was all on my shoulders and i felt like i I needed to save everything you know i'm again i am blessed and lucky to have a family like you guys and to have brothers like you guys that that take me down a notch and say hey listen you're not jesus you know like you're not you're not the Mm. savior you're not you're, you're not you're not the savior you might think you are but you're not and it's unhealthy for you to think that period so you need to take it down a notch and we need to do this together um, and going through this year and and having having to restructure my mindset and having to kind of get my my own mind in, in order was really really important for me and it was very very uh, very eye opening. Um, yeah, a lot of learning, a lot of growing. You know, Craig Rochelle said this, um, and I, I I stand by it full heartedly. Um, he said that during a time of crisis, you have to set your 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 list of priorities right and number one priority should be the thing that affects that that directly affects your business immediately right off the bat and then set your list that way right list no, priority number one two three four five five six and take care of number one period and focus focus on number one don't do all of them at the same time do number one and then do number two and then do number three et etc cetera, etc cetera. and what that means is you're gonna get you're gonna get the top priority thing done and Some of the stuff down the list of priority is not going to get done. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with letting some stuff go, Um, especially during a time of crisis like this, you're going to have to be okay with losing some battles because the point is to win the war. So you got to, you got to focus on your priority and eliminate the distraction that you have and focus on the thing that's going to, to drive your business forward, period. And for us, that was our team. We needed to focus on keeping the team intact, keeping the team together, uh, making sure that everyone was okay mentally and doing the best that we could to accommodate for that, to to help that in any way that we could. Um, yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, Gil, and it, I mean, it's a perfect segue to go into the, our kind of central last piece, you know, and transparency, you know. I think uh, I want to try to segue us into transparency, how we use transparency to create and, and, and build uh, not just a stronger culture, but uh, create a sense of uh, gratitude, uh, a sense of uh, of hope, a sense of direction, a sense of value, a sense of appreciation. Uh, you know, and at the end of the day, I, I would I would like to call uh, success as well. You know, and, and before we talk about success in any capacity, everyone has to define that success. Um, that's the first deal you should make with yourself before you start anything. You signed that deal. What does success look like to you? No one else should sign that. And uh, transparency. I think Gil, what you shared about the savior complex, dude, that's like kudos. And like, you know, that's, that's hard, man. And I think that's one thing with transparency is that transparency is not easy to do. It's not something that uh, it's easy to deliver. Uh, You've had to deliver a lot of hard news this year, you know, on behalf of the company. Um, You know, I've had to, you know, slow down on projects or things. And, and put it this way, if Gil has the uh, savior complex, I would like to say I probably have a little more of like, I don't want, I, for lack of better words, more of like a warrior complex where I just want to just go after things. I don't want to stop. Um, and I, that was really hard for me. But transparently, we had to say we have to slow things and put some things in halt, some dreams that were supposed to happen. But uh, transparency-wise, you sharing that, I think there's a lot of whether you own a business a freelancer or you're creative. It's like I think before you can be real with people, you gotta be real with yourself. And the truth is like it's external and internal, right? Externally people can view you a certain way. People think you're killing it, crushing it, whatever, your feed looks great, or you're just creative talking and staying positive. But internally you could be hurting yourself or hurting your team or hurting your clients or whatever. Um but I think that transparency utilized well can 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 have a lot of benefits and to Josh's point. It could take a lot of weight off your shoulders, and I think we had to do that. and We had to learn to do that well, and uh, and and also for the sake of what other people might be feeling, thinking. You know what I mean? Because we can't control what people might feel or what they might experience externally at home or in in society.
0: Well, I think you a know? lot. Of, I, I think a lot of times in a lot of companies, the problem is that um, the person up top, or even. And and that the 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 issue is that that trickles down, but the person on top wants to carry the burden by himself, right? And he doesn't he doesn't communicate any of it, right? And again, quoting Craig Rochelle again, but but um, I believe this, and I resonate with this so much when when he says it, which is one of the reasons why I'm a huge fan of his is he says people would rather follow someone that's always real rather than someone that's always right, and I I, I believe that you know, and when you're real, it allows other people to be real as well and it allows the people that are on your team to actually face reality and be real with not only with themselves but with you um and to and to let you in to their world and and their perspective and it allows us to make mistakes and, and and grow together so early on we decided that we weren't going to we we were going to share the load and if 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 me me having this complex says I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to not going to communicate anything and I'm just going to internalize all of it right me and you've had this conversation man multiple times like I can't be mad at you for something that you didn't know <laughs> right and you can't be mad at me for something that you never told me <clears throat> right if if I'm mad if I'm mad at you because you never helped me but I never asked for your help and you didn't know that you needed that I needed help how can I be mad at you for that so it was it was that same mentality that we went into this. <clears throat> And granted, we have the family, we have the family uh, um, nuance to our relationships and our businesses as well, because, you know, obviously we're we're, we're brothers, so we have all all of that knowledge and all of that information. Um, um, But we immediately said, if we all share this load, if we if we all do this together, then it's something that we can accomplish then it's not, it's no longer this massive load for myself or for Manny or for, or for the partners. It's, it's all of us carrying this load together. And I think that's what we did. Um, we, we allowed our team to, and you know, some people might argue that we were overly transparent. We were too transparent with a lot of the information. But, you know, I full-heartedly believe that our, our team, are, they, we're, we're adults. We're all going through the same thing. We're all going through this. They see the news, they know what's going on. So sharing this information, sharing the information about our financial state, about about where 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 we are, about the clients, about all these things, allowed us to carry this load together. So instead of it being this massive load on one or two or three or four people, it was it was a it was an okay load for 20 people, for 25 people, um, <clears throat> which made it a little bit it, it made it better. And it also, I think it I think it created trust between us it created trust it created this this culture or it it extended this culture that we had but it made it stronger um this culture of we're we're in this together this is this is not about gil you know or about manny or josh or dan or, or 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 chelsea or anyone this is about us this is about us staying together and I think it really solidified the fact that we don't just talk about being a family, about being a team, about having this kind of culture. We, we put our money where our mouth is, you know, we, we walked the walk when it comes to that. And I think this year showed that, you know, and it's really, it's really uh, uh, to the merit of all of us. Cause it was scary. Right. I mean, you guys remember we, we're, we're like, should are we going to, are we really going to say this? Are we really going to let them know? Some people might leave. Um, And we had to be okay with that. We had to yeah. be okay. We had, we, had, we had to be okay with knowing some people might not, not, might not be here, but the ones that, and, and, and that's okay. You know, like that's, that, that's all right because everyone does what they need to do for their lives. Um, Luckily no one left, you know, and, and we, we were, we were uh, able to, to, stay together and our fear was that that it might to some degree break our team apart but it didn't it made us stronger
1: um, yeah and I, and I think i think something that it also did was being transparent allowed everyone to see how important their role was certain conversations i had with certain people there was a, the fear of like i'm the least valuable Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 again, not to go back to parenting advice that relates to uh, business, but it's something our dad always tells when we would bring stuff home like this, like who t- who told you that, right? Because it all starts up here, man. And I think one thing that we've had to learn too was that we have to uh, accept how people might feel, because that that is their right to feel whatever they want. You know, that we can't control that. That's not up to us. Um, but I think it, it it is up to us to I think it's harder, it's harder to understand, um, but at the same time, it's so much easier to dis- disagree with how someone feels and the truth is not, it's not for us to disagree, it's more for, uh, for us to understand and understanding doesn't mean that you agree, but it just means that you empathize. And I think that transparency, by the way, especially when it's a transparency for the sake of, uh, say sharing something like a, a moment of crisis or difficulty, it's not easy, and I will say this: um, being transparent or facing your failures in front of your company is embarrassing, in my opinion. It, it, it for transparency too. It, it sometimes it feels shameful. I think one of the biggest struggles that business owners or creatives or anyone who gets paid and like it's like they're more brand based with with you know the love that they have is the fact that if you're not doing well, I guess quote unquote uh, financially that you're not doing well period. And that's not true at all. Yeah. So essentially we are writing these stories in our minds that we are these failures because we're having to face failure constantly because the market keeps changing. Projects keep getting moved back, canceled, whatever. Um, but that's far from the truth. You know what I mean? But I think the transparency sake is saying, look, this is the challenge. This is not where we, this is not where we 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 give up. This is where we. This is the the mountain, the challenge, the, the climb. Yeah. And this is where we're going. And I just think it, it really allows everyone to go. Cool. Well, guess what? I guess I'm part of the climb, so I need to pick up my my uh, my part of the the, the piece, the the, the weight, and, and carry it forward together. And uh, and it's not an easy place to do it, man. It, it, it's scary. It, it, it's not easy to deliver, but it's definitely very powerful. Um, I, as we wrap up what advice would you guys give any creative business owner or even even someone who's uh you know works at a company they don't have to own a business or own their own freelance gig you know or be just a creative what advice would you give them because you know this may last longer than we ever imagined which it has already but maybe to 2021 to whatever degree not to you know uh, discourage anyone
0: knock <laughs> what on advice wood. Would,
1: what advice would you guys give them? To, to not just hold on but to, to find
2: the opportunity in the adversity? Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, uh, you know, for a employer or someone in the leadership role, I would say just uh, speak up, reach out sooner than later, you know, reach out to your, your teammates. Um, like I mentioned earlier, just build a relationship. You know, I think having a relationship with uh, your team members, really uh, enhances productivity. It really uh, in, in makes them feel uh, included in what you're going through um, and what where the where the company is headed. Um, so if you, I guess, kind of open up to them, be real, um, like Gil was saying, just be real with them. It'll it'll just make your your uh, your team members kind of feel included and see see the struggle and just feel a part of the journey. Um, and kind of just want to be there, want to uh, build on top of the relationship. Um, just that, that way everyone's on the same page and you, you know where um, each other are at mentally, you know, health-wise um, and just aligning on goals as well, you know, because obviously we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to get through these struggles this year without our, our team, yeah. you know, because it's a lot of pressure, a lot of work that needed to get done yeah, whether they're were short term uh, timelines or not, uh, but without our, our our team, we wouldn't have been able to make it through this. Mueller, Dan, any of you guys
1: have any?
3: Yeah, um, I'd say you know, uh, just don't don't be afraid to to. I guess, adapt, you know, to change, to, to, uh, go back to the drawing board. Don't be afraid to do that. Um, I think it, you can't think that you're going to get through something, uh, doing the same old thing. You know, you have to change, you have to, um, and that, that may be scary, but that's something you have to do. Um, even with like everything that's going on, Uh, using different platforms and doing different things, things are are moving, you know what I mean? I think they're changing. Um, You you have to adapt. And I I think just getting over that fear and just going for it and uh, changing your, even if it's changing your business model, you know what I mean? Um, Restaurants are doing, you know, all these takeouts now, and that's working for them, even better for some people. So, changing that um it may feel weird or it may feel different or or it, it it is scary but just just accepting it and adapting to it and it's easy to say I, I agree with you manny it's easy to say for somebody who's doing digital stuff at home you know adapt it's like well i was always just looking at my computer screen anyway <laughs> but really just putting yourself in that situation and saying you know what um this isn't going to work, or or making sure that you're not being outdated, you know, by sticking to one thing, like you know, like MySpace, you know, it eventually, you know, became obsolete because of everything else. So don't get stuck being in that one thing or for putting all your eggs into one thing. Uh, pivoting is a huge thing. So being able to do that is huge. If you don't, if you can't pivot, or if you can't adapt. Then you'll just drown, and I think that's 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 the reality of it, and it's kind of harsh, but it's true. So needing to be able to put yourself in that position to pivot or change, uh, I think it's very important, and that's like the best advice I could give anyone. It's just don't don't be afraid. It it's hard, it's scary, but just go for it.
0: Yeah, I think um, for me it's for me it's threefold. Number one, I would say. Is um, push push yourself, but don't be don't be too hard on yourself. Um, I think I think during these kinds of times, it's easy for it's easy for a business owner, an entrepreneur, or a leader to overly judge yourself and and look at all of the mistakes or the, or the quote unquote failures that we continue to have on a day to day basis and judge yourself. <clears throat> I would say <clears throat> if you're still in business, you're doing something right regardless of all the wrong things that are happening, you're doing something right. And that is something to celebrate. And that's something to be grateful for. Um, Number two, um, realize that every single day you're going to fail. Um, Something is going to go wrong. Someone's not going to be happy because everyone is in survival mode. And when everyone is is in survival mode, um, everything goes out the window, the strategy, the plan, all of it goes out the window. And you just need to keep trying. Um, so have grace for yourself, have grace for other people and realize that failure now more than ever, um, it's a part of it. It's just going to be a part of it. So you need to get comfortable with the fact that you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail on a daily basis. And that's okay because as long as you keep trying, that's, that's progress. And that's, what's going to matter at the end of the day. you know, one bad year doesn't make a bad career. One bad year doesn't doesn't mean that you're a failure. You know, um, but it but it can make the difference between your growth um, and your demise. And earlier on this year, we chose to make this year a year of growth. Period, right off the bat. Um, and number three, I would say communication um, is is more important than ever. Um, communicating not only with your team and with externally with the people around you, but the way that you're communicating with yourself is extremely important. Um, realize that you need, you need to grow. If you want to overcome hard situations, you need to, you you need to grow personally as a person. Um, and uh, one of, again, we adopted many different mantras this year. And one of them was, I think it was Cheryl Sanborn that said this, um, she said, "Be nostalgic about the past, um, be realistic about the present, and be optimistic about the future." And the way I re- the, the way I interpret that is, yes, the past was great, right? Like last year and the beginning of this year was awesome, and and we're so we 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 were so excited, and you know um, our path was amazing. Um, but today the reality is the reality and we need to face that reality. We can't, and we can't face that reality by looking backwards, by looking at yesterday. We have to live in today. Today, today's hard. And today doesn't have the same opportunities that, that yesterday had. But if we keep focusing on the opportunities of yesterday, we're going to miss the opportunities of today. And being hopeful for, for being hopeful for tomorrow means knowing that whatever happens today, whatever happens yesterday, our future is bright. Tomorrow is going to be great because we're going to make it through this and we're going to be better for it. Um, So those are my three things is number one. um, And these are the the things that I focus on every single day. Number one, being kind to yourself, realizing that that you're doing the best that you can. If you're doing the best you can. If you're not, then you need to hustle more. (laughs) But do the best that you can and be kind to yourself. Um, Number two. More than ever, be okay with failure. And number three, you need to grow internally, and you need to be better at communicating. Um, and that comes with the hard stuff. Being a leader doesn't mean you always get to give the good news. It means you gotta. It's more important when you gotta give the bad news too. And you gotta. You gotta uh, be realistic about it. Um, and you gotta communicate some hard stuff. And that's when, in my opinion, that's when a real leadership comes. That's mm-hmm. when. That's when you realize. Um, the difference between a good leader and not a good leader. Um, and I personally think that we've done our best this year. And I think as a team and as people, we've done the best that we that we can. And um, the fact that we're still here today and the fact that we're recording our last podcast of 2020 is something that I'm incredibly proud of. Um, we've seen Denzel grow into an amazing producer, podcast producer, and that's something I'm extremely excited about. Denzel, say, <coughs> you, got, you got to say hi again um we've we've added some some awesome people to the team and we've we've done some great things and we've served some yep. great clients and that's something that I'm incredibly proud of
1: yeah i think to to end this off um you know we talked about you know adapting transparency i think it at the at, for me personally at, at the core of it if you can if you can sit in silence for a second uh recall what your calling was um, if you lost your business, if you lost your clients, if you if you lost your hope or whatever, know this, if you built it once, you can do it again. And, I, and if you don't have the confidence to do that, I would just think of what was the strength, the, the spark, what was the calling that had you start at first? And if you're, to Gil's point, if you're still in it, like you're doing something right, right? Um, but I would say even more so, if you are still in business, find out, remember why you started this in the first place, right? Because success, at least in my opinion, is going the distance. And going the distance isn't always winning. It's just going as far as you possibly can to whatever goal that you set. And I think when we talked about uh, introducing generosity into our culture, it's not just a speech or a word. We have to practice it. So if you're doing well, be generous, offer your time, Help others, give what you have, um, support other businesses or, or friends in need, encouragement. So I think the biggest thing that I would say is, if you've had to, to lose it all, you can rebuild. I believe that you can. And if you're still in this, you know, hang in there, continue to adapt, and be generous as, as much as you can. Because I think generosity, uh, beyond you know, being a good thing it really shows that we're in it for the right reasons and that we really care about people. And I think Dan said this on one of our first podcasts, it's people that move the business. It's people that move the ideas. It's people who move audiences on the other side. So we're more than just a business. We're more than just a money-making machine. We're more than just whatever the internet or the feed looks like, you know, we're, bodies souls spirits you name it hearts passion all that stuff and i think we should continue to treat uh business and 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 each other the way like that so um, for sure yeah any last notes or thoughts i think we went a little over than what we're used to but
0: i don't think so i think it was like 40 minutes right i think so awesome all right guys awesome man um happy 2020 I'm stoked for 2021. Um, I hope your guys is, whoever's listening to this, I hope your year is filled with growth. Um, and I hope you're looking forward to next year. Um, next year will be the best year yet. So thank you guys so much for listening. We hope that uh, this has brought value to your life. We hope that this this um, has shown even a little bit of insight as to what it's like on our end um, and what we do and what we uh, uh, we go through on a on a day to day week by week basis um thank you uh thank you Denzel and everyone on our team for their hard work um for their their contribution and what you have put together for this podcast I can tell you right now um it is a hundred times better than um what we originally started with so we're very excited for uh 2021 and what that brings to us so thank you everyone happy new year Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, subscribing. Um, On that note, subscribe to the podcast, download it, and rate it also if you feel inclined to do so. Thank you, guys. Happy New Year.
2: Happy New Year. Thanks, guys. Peace.
0: Thank you for listening to the Bench Players Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. I hope to catch you at the next episode. Until then, check us out on Instagram at sandoval.agency and on our website, sandovalagency.com.